it, it always interests me too in uh in fucking like sci-fi games like mass effect it's like oh you can have like interspecies like sex but like how, how the fuck <laughs> All right, uh, I just need everyone to clap so I can sync up the audio later. Wait, help me. Clap! Are all yeah. at the same time, right? No, no, it's, it's one at a time. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, okay. I thought we were playing this. I, I thought I thought it was about to be some copyright over here. <laughs> all right, guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Peanut Brain. Dude. Yo, who this? As you can it's your see, boy. we have a guest today. Yay! Yay! Celebration fifth episode. Fifth ep- fifth episode special. We finally brought in a guest. All right, as you can see, uh, we've mentioned him before on the podcast. This is our friend King Kaiza. Anyways, um, he's a friend from university and pretty much. All we really know is he's really good at wushu and he does film stuff now. Yeah. Oh, okay. That 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 is that is King Kaiza. Okay. Yeah, um, we actually, Chris and I actually met him through uh, the wushu club. That's how we all know each other. Yeah. Just, just just you know, you you list all the movie stuff. You list all the wushu stuff. You know, my, my entire like pre med med <laughs> degree just you know doesn't exist all apparently. Right. <laughs> nope. Nope. Doesn't. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yo, yo, chill, chill, chill <laughs> on that. Chill, chill, chill. What if we try? What if we try next year, right? And then we get Google search, and this is the first thing that pops up. It's like peanut friends. Like, oh, here's two of our applicants. It's like, oh, pre-med rejects. Like, just let me just reject their applications. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the so first sad. time it happened. Yikes. <laughs> Too much sad boys to handle right now. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, basically, Kaiser, you're like the only person I know who's like actively involved with like film stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I guess, I guess I can see that. Like, it's not really that common in like Texas. I mean, like, there, there's definitely like a market, but it like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like you know, um, like this a ton of like actors you know you're going to university with it's like yeah we have like our theater departments and our like digital media departments but like it's mm-hmm. not really like they're everywhere like if yeah if you were to go like ucla or something like that you're you're like the first person that i've known that has broke into some like pretty big projects versus like other people that are like oh aspiring movie and then they work on like some you know indie youtube mm-hmm. thing um yeah so you're like the first one that's actually like got like in a big project gig type thing and so adding on top like... of that, it's like not only are you like just involved with film, but like you also do like you've done stunt work, which I think is a lot more rare than like your typical uh, actor or like in the making like videographer or something like that. Well, I mean, it's definitely like different types of roles and like what you're involved in. That That's why like it varies tremendously. I was just fortunate enough that where um, all my like wushu training that I've had just ended up becoming like something I can transfer over to that field. Mm. So even though for my age, it's like, yeah, I'm just like starting out. I already have like that huge chunk of experience that normal individuals who are trying to go into the industry, like don't have like, I mean, like just, just take like your average, like college student who would be trying to go towards the film route is like, they're probably not training or like learning how to film things since they were like, you know, five or six, like they probably picked up a camera, like maybe middle school at earliest yeah yeah um 
And then like all those other different routes, I mean, they have their own like types of like struggles and obstacles they have to go through, right? Mm -hmm. Like if your crew, the amount of um, grind you have to do with the connections, you know, starting out as a PA, learning what you do on set, trying to figure out, oh, PA is not a production assistant and such. Versus like an actor, the flip side will be like, um, it doesn't matter like how good of an actor you are sometimes. It's just, it's like, oh, maybe you're just not meant for this project because you don't have to look. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can have like Leonardo DiCaprio acting, right? <laughs> but if it's like, oh, thing takes place in like freaking, you know, like middle of England, right? Uh-huh. And then and then you're just like some random Asian dude from opposite <laughs> side of the world, and like the for you know, it's like something about like farmers and stuff. Like it doesn't make sense <laughs> for you to like what, be in that role, right? Wasn't um wasn't DiCaprio in the Great Wall movie? Um, I think or was that, someone no, else? Matt Damon. No, Oh, oh yeah, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, yeah. And then um I think it has the <laughs> the current Mandalorian actor, if I recall correctly. Okay. Um uh, Great Wall was a that was an interesting film. It Should was like, a trailer from it, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's like it had so much potential, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, one of the top directors in China, and then like you got like the massive amount of budget to like make it like look hella pretty, right? Every single like each group had like their own armor and their own color and their own style. But then like, I mean, it was, it was also an international like type of production. I don't know much about like the process of going into it because, you know, obviously like that's, I mean, it's the film, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that's like two countries collaborating and making sure that it appeases their audiences. So like, that's where like film gets like really, really confusing mm-hmm. because like, there's certain people that are like, oh, this is what people want, or this is what the government allows. And then at the same time, it's just like, but then the story doesn't make sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and then the story would make sense. And then it's just like, oh, this doesn't appease the government, or this doesn't like fit in our current society and stuff. Or, oh, I'm not going to fund this. It's like, like all of these, like, in order to make a movie, like so many different avenues and, and like people's like check, uh, checklists or check, check boxes have to be like, you know marks so like they can like finally make it so i can totally see where like it's like this huge game of business transaction telephone in a way sometimes uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah so th- th- so like when, whenever i see like these projects and maybe like the writing wasn't so good i'm just like there's probably reasons why mm-hmm. right and then quite like the vice versa you know it's just like oh maybe it did have amazing writing but like why was the production so you know not so good on this one so much you know so yeah so that's kind of reminds me of like uh, you know in Star Wars Rogue, uh, Jet Li was in there. I mean, Donnie, Donnie Yen. Yen. Oh fuck! <laughs> yo, cut, cut yo. it! Cut it! Yo, yo, yo. So I guess with that, uh, do you guys like morally gray characters? I like when it's done well. I think morally gray characters are kind of more realistic mm-hmm. because, like, it's not like everyday life. You have like the oh, I'm. I'm a super villain. I only do evil things. I step on babies and steal old people's candies. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like you have like the hero of justice is like, oh, you said a curse word? No, time out for you. I'm gonna I'm smite you. Yeah, I'm gonna smite you. <laughs> so I think morally gray is like more realistic, where it's like more like they're following their own like beliefs and motives, which is more mm-hmm. reflecting real life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that that last part of like reflecting real life is like what is relatable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like the really, really good movies are when you look at the bad guy, you're like, are you really the bad guy? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like because it's um when the 
villain, quote unquote, is so justified, you're like, He's hold got on, a point, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. No, no, and, and, but it's not just like, okay, that's like a clear point, but he's going it about it the wrong way. He's like, the really, really good ones are just like, yo, are we even <laughs> like rooting on the right side? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Are we um, the bad guys? Yeah, it's just like, um, because it's like that's usually what ends up happening with like a lot of situations, right? Is because mm you you have these character or you know just a person right why would they be led into such a negative mentality or like to cause harm right it's not just like i woke up one day and be like hey let's beat some people up right yeah no it's just it's kind of like hey i'm pressured to you know steal some things because i can't find a way to justly get money the legal way and then that just snowballs because problems and problems and problems so like you get all these like villain stories where it's just like like i it's kind of becoming cliche it's just like oh yeah family member got cancer oh the corporates took my money i'm gonna claim revenge on the corporates and then like the good character's like oh you, you this is not the way and then the bad guy's just like they still have my money <laughs> right and then you, and yeah. you're just like you look at the movie and you're just like Okay, maybe it was like 15 years ago. Like I would have relate, but I've seen that so many times by now. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's why like anti heroes, and like those these like troll heroes mm-hmm. are like becoming so popular because you're just yeah. like, it's also like the culture, right? Like memes are life now at this point, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So you look at a movie like Deadpool, right? And this is like mm-hmm. okay, you get the hero aspect, but that guy is just like trolls, fuck troll. <laughs> yeah. You know flavor. <laughs> you're just mm-hmm. like hey. Just like straight up, you know, you break the fourth wall. It's like screw these production companies, but you know, yeah, these bad guys too. Pew 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 pew, <laughs> right? You know, I'm gonna kill you with the freaking like, uh, what was that thing that like smooths out the ice at ice skating rinks? Oh, the, oh the, yeah, the what uh, was it? Or whatever. I don't know. I think it starts with Zamboni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Something like that. Like, He's like laughing, I'm like just... <laughs> you're gonna get killed by a Zamboni. <laughs> right but like you look at that you're like okay in, in a real setting you're like oh, yo that's that's horrible you know murdered yeah, by Zamboni but, but at the same like the way he does it and like how he's going about it is like okay he's anti-hero kind of yeah yeah kind of trollish kind of funny we we were we were talking about business ideas right and mm-hmm. we're just like why don't we just do like a like a mini like stunt expo for like these cosplayers or like these like people who want to like um, just experience it what I mean by that is just like normally you, you look at like these photo shoots and whatever. It's okay, you take some photos, you try to do the pose or whatever. And mm-hmm. like there's some people where it's like they don't want to do an entire movie, they just like want to be in a small scene. Mm-hmm. So this guy kind of like one of those like so rather than doing like a photo shoot, it'd be like an action photo shoot. Or like, you know, you put people on wires, like they're doing like whatever poses and like they mm-hmm. do like a small like wire trick after like you handle them through the safety precautions. So it's kind of like and the then, thing in Japan where it's like you can pretend to be like a samurai or something for a day, right? Uh yeah, something like that. Um, except like you know, we would actually if we were doing it in the studio, like have wires and stuff. But yeah. the problem is, is like how many like yeah. layers of yeah. professional you need, and how many people would it be for for it to be sustainable? Yeah, and then like how much would you charge, right? Because like, I think already, like, a... like what? Oh, I see. I think there's like a park in China that's like that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think it was like a. They have like the the woman like runs around and she has mm-hmm. this one wire by like a, yeah. a waterfall. Like I, I could see that. This yeah. one will kind of be like for those like it was kind of targeting like cosplayers and mm-hmm. such, like people who like want to just like fly for once and then maybe get yeah, a picture yeah. and cut them out, like Superman and type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like 
I don't know. I look at those things like, yeah, okay, you can do that. Right, go ahead, do your thing. Right, but for me, I'm just like, that's not why I got into this business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they're like, oh yeah, it makes money. I'm like, cool, but like, I mean, I, I understand if you need the money to survive, that's one thing. But if it's just like you're doing it because you just want to make money, that's why I'm like, no, that th- this is not why I joined this field. I guess now speaking of just like stunt work and wires. Do you want to talk about some of your involvement in like Crossfire and Mulan? Oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> um, I was technically brought on as like just a stuntman for for both projects um, mm-hmm. to like you know be part of the team. But like, it's not especially because they're like international productions. Like it's it's the rules are different. Mm-hmm. I would say like I feel like American productions are a little bit more like steer clear. You know, stay in your lane. Uh, this is what you're hired for. You only do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Versus like more international productions or like specifically like Chinese productions. Like, yeah, you do your thing. You're hired for a specific reason. But at the end of the day, you're a team. You help each other, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as long as it's like not anything like life-threatening or like high skill level, where it's like, for instance, like, oh, they're not going to ask me to like set up an entire like wire rig. Mm-hmm. But like they would ask me to like, oh, help help the, the the people who do wires, like, you know, clean up the equipment or like take yeah, the mats yeah. and such uh-huh. or like because i have some skills with like editing and and some camera work i'm you know it's like oh help them shoot some scene and then help edit it even though like i'm just like a uh brought on as like a camera or a stunt guy mm-hmm. and this is for crossfire right uh or specifically both. yeah crossfire yeah um mm-hmm. mulan was a little bit more more American or not i mean it's still international production mm-hmm. but it was along more of the stay in your lane do you do that because it's like yeah yeah it was um, like a disney like, thing right it's a disney yeah, yeah. It, it was a disney production and then like new zealand had their own way of doing things too right mm-hmm. at the end of the day like what it comes down to is like who's the team leader and how does that team leader operate right? okay because mm-hmm. there's some team leaders where it's like you're there like you just like shut up you listen to them they say something you do it right like hardcore military, right? Because you know mm-hmm. people's lives are on the lines. They need some, some uh, structure, and like you know, you follow things, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, if you're doing stunts, especially like these fight movies, you're gonna have a ton of martial artists. And what the good thing yeah. about martial arts, they're very disciplined, right? Over the years, you just do it. It's just it's just so innate. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like there's other productions. I mean, it's just like any 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 other like boss or job, right? They were mm-hmm. super receptive to ideas, right? So like Crossfire was like one of those where um, my boss at the time was just like. Hey, if you have ideas, try to do it, right? It doesn't matter if you're new. It doesn't matter um, what your skill level is or your exposure. Like, if you have something, try it. Just be efficient about it. Don't waste resources, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. if you do use up resources, like, be considerate. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that was, like, one of the projects where I was just, like, within, like, a few months, we had to do, like, pre-visualizations as well as shooting the entire thing. And it was like 30, 36 episodes long or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. like to do that within that short period of time, it's just like there's so many like scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the plus side, even though like you're working a ton through all of that and probably not being paid what you should be paid for, I don't know. It, it depends on the production. Mm-hmm. What it comes down to is what skills do you gain from it? Yeah. And yeah. how can you take those skills and bring it else to other places? So like for instance, when I was in when I was doing Crossfire in uh, I think it was like Shenzhen, mm-hmm. um, I was straight up like there for like three months straight, I believe. Yeah, um, it was like May to August or something like that, and 
every day it was like it was like eight to 12 hours right it was um like six to seven days a week right maybe maybe like we would have like a break yeah like like one day break per week or maybe it'd be like every two weeks we'd have a break Mm -hmm. right because like you know the schedule is like that tight right and but i know that no whenever i'm like on set i'm there learning like constantly like okay how do i help the team i can start predicting make sure like because like at the end of the day like we all want to get out of there early right we all want to like get things done efficiently and quickly and Mm -hmm. such right it's like there's no reason i should just be standing back and then everyone else is doing work it's like no i'm part of the team i gotta help out right Mm -hmm. same thing with like when i'm in the studio and maybe i'm not called on set and we're doing like the pre-visualizations like prepping for the the next scenes to come up Mm. it's just like even though i'm new i have some skill sets i'm able to practice and practice practice whether i'm filming editing like all that and when you're like put in such a pressured situation like that it's just like you pump out videos consistently yeah i was making videos like like sometimes i'd be editing i would just like spend the entire day just sitting down editing everyone's stuff (laughs) right because it's like i happen to be a little quicker to edit compared to a lot of these other guys so it was just like, okay, this guy's specialized in that. We don't, we just don't have time today. Or like maybe mm-hmm. um, other days when like, okay, we just finished all the edits. We just need to shoot a ton of stuff. I was like shooting, right? And mm-hmm. I, what what's so cool is that like, within a week of being there, I would probably make more than like I made in like the number of films or sh- things that I shot within a year or the previous year. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's. It's like, let's pretend like we all just started making a short film, right? What do we okay. do? It'd probably take us like a month, maybe, yeah, to make yeah. like a three-minute thing if we're just starting out. It's yeah, like, yeah. nah, that thing is done within half a day, yeah. right? Because that's just how it works. It's like, yeah, it might not be 100% there. It's like 80%. It's a concept, right? But at least through that process, I'm able to like refine my workflow. Yeah, yeah. Learn my hotkeys, you know, <laughs> optimize my systems. Like, what yeah. do I use? What I don't use? Okay, you know, right? And 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 it's just like by being put under that pressure and that environment and exposure, you just just pushes you to improve that much more. Yeah, that's the cool thing about like high stress environments. Like, yeah, it's kind of stressful and tiring, and low key awful sometimes. But like once you get out of it, you're just like much better than where you were. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's why like I don't even regret like my schooling at all. Like it's because like you know my my background being like biomedical science major, right? which doesn't make sense for someone who's in the film world, right? Because I'm here, like literally have all the check marks and necessities to apply and go to medical school. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at it from the film perspective, it's like, Oh, why'd you even go to school? Oh, you wasted money. And my, my perspective is like, I didn't waste money on education. Mm-hmm. I invested in myself. And even though I'm not necessarily using like all the stuff I learned in like biochemistry or organic and like all the, the intricacies and stuff right mm-hmm. it's still useful in my daily life right for yeah. instance like with with all the corona and covid19 and things happening if i wanted to read about the vaccine like it doesn't take me like hours and hours of research to find out what's going on i can just like take a few glances assume like okay what what process are going on right mm-hmm. yeah. and then be like oh this is how this is the route the vaccine is taking in order to combat the disease right just you pull up pubmed real quick and read, yeah. a, read an article Read an article and it's like, oh, um, something, something A. Okay, it's some type of enzyme that attaches to this thing. And then there's some type of reaction, right? It's like, uh, what's even cooler is just like knowing what to do under pressure to like make yourself like super efficient or like time management 
And what I appreciate the most is like how ingrained like the scientific process is for myself. Because one thing that people kind of forget when they're in the film world is it's still kind of business-like. At the end of the day, like you're still making a product, right? And as creative as the entire film thing is, it's just like you don't have the luxury of shooting for like 20 days for this one scene, you know? Sometimes you just got to do it like within three hours. So the question is, is okay, if you're going to do that, how do you efficiently carry it out? Ton of prep, knowing exactly what shots you're going to do, line it all up, right? And like pretty much like optimize your workspace, right? You can't just like be on set and be like, hmm, I'm just feeling like we should shoot like this. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just like, no, it's just like the moment the camera's not rolling, like things are moving, right? And um, I try to take that concept and like really break it down and do my research and provide that to like whoever ends up hiring me and such, because I'm just like, I understand it's the creative part, but right now at the end of the day, I'm here providing a service, right? And I'll do my best to not only provide the service, but also give my creative input if it's warranted, right? And like look at the character and try to see how much I can give life to it too because a lot of people look at like a, an actor or a character and they're just like okay these are the motions i go through i gotta say these lines in a certain way motivate whoever to believe that i am that well the concept is also there like with action right uh-huh. where it's like okay if this guy is like a tactician right a spec ops type dude you know his tactics are very like or his his way of fighting is very straightforward direct efficient versus like some some hardcore, you know, Taekwondo master, right? Or like maybe a, a thug, right? It's like, how does the thug fight? It's like, he's not going to be the hero. Like he's going to like get beat up a lot, but find a way using his resources because he's, because he fights dirty, right? Um, it, and in another way, it's like, if we were talking about like Kung Fu, right? Like animal styles would be perfect for it. It's like when you do like, like maybe like tiger style, you're not just like, ha, ha. Ha, right? You're just like, okay, how does the tiger look? You know, you're kind of having that like roundish back. You kind of have that like encroaching feeling, right? So when you see the actions, it actually looks like that. And and I feel like if you're able to bring that, where it's like it's not necessarily seen often, you're giving your work more life, right? Makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's like where I find my appreciation. Cause otherwise I'm here like, okay, it's a one, two punch. Here's a kick <laughs> reaction. Cool. Okay. Do it in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, speaking of services, uh, how's your keyboard business? Oh, going? oh, oh we're shifting yeah, over yeah. to keyboards. Yeah, okay. Keyboards. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. So um, to give some context to, to the viewers um, over the, quarantining period i happened to pick up keyboard making like luxury keyboards right um i didn't make this one specifically but stuff like this right where um you know it's not necessarily the thing you would see on your like everyday um run to micro center or best buy and such like these are kind of like handcrafted from the start uh, and pretty delicate process so should, should i start with like how is it doing? Or should I talk about like how I got into it? Just how I got into it. <laughs> okay. So like, I was like, I was just scrolling through like offline TV, like type material. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I happened to be on Scara's uh, 
one of Scara's like clips or videos, right? And at one point, um, one of the questions is just like, oh, what'd you get from this person? It's just like, oh yeah, I found out about the keyboard market. And like, holy shit, like people like pay an arm and leg for this. I'm like, there's, there's no way it's that expensive, right? Yeah. And this was like before like Tifu did his like whole like thing and like it got super popular from that. Um, and then I was like, okay, all right. So if, who's this, right? And I look up who Scar got the board from, which is like Teha Types, right? And this guy is like literally like, um, all he does is stream like hyper luxurious like keyboard builds. And I was looking at that, I'm like, that'd be interesting to like make or like have, right? So I, I looked up, I looked up some boards that like they were selling, and I started digging myself down this like expensive rabbit hole. It turns out the whole process is like you can't just go out in the store and buy it, right? You got to like join these group buys of saying, hey, a bunch of us are going to buy this thing and it'll come out like next year and there will be delays. So you're probably going to wait a year and a half for this awesome board that probably costs you about four to five hundred dollars. And I'm here looking at him like, no, I'm not going to spend it. And then like I come across this like one board. Right. And it's just like um it's just like it looks like so like nice like like the edges are just like round and it looks angular and stuff i'm like oh that'd be mm-hmm. interesting to type one right so i i, I joined the group by and then i started and then after i joined the group by i started learning it's like oh i can't just like lego piece the things together right yeah. i gotta do this thing called soldering <laughs> right and i'm like oh okay how do i solder right and i started doing yep, all yep. these research videos and stuff i'm like okay cool how much does it cost to get into all that stuff i'm like oh that's a lot but and then um, I found out about like that apparently there was this uh, there's a, a retailer who hasn't really like gone super public in Texas, and he was looking for a part, and I happened to have the part. It was like a, a an aluminum plate, and then he's like, "Oh, it's an emergency. I kind of need this now." I was like, "Oh, hey, I have one of these. You know, I could drop it off tomorrow." He's like, "Oh, okay." An hour later, he's like, "Oh, I found it." Um, but you know. Uh, if you need anything, let me know. This is my website. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, if you need any help with this stuff, you know, I, I totally lube switches, right? And, and at this time, like, I had zero knowledge. Yeah. I just knew, like, lubing switches existed. <laughs> Essentially, what lubing switches is, 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 like, you take one of the keyboard switches. Let me, let me get one out, right? You take one of the, the keyboard switches. Yeah, that's right. I already have this on, 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 on hand. Ready Fine, to go. I was just doing it. Ready to go because I was working on it, right? So these are the keyboard switches, right? And I literally like took one of these, right? And you would go through this process where you like you take this like this opener, right? And you would open this whole thing, right? And you would essentially like take it apart and like lube everything, right, on the inside. And I kind of like bluffed my way into getting a job. I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I totally do this all the time. Yeah, it's amazing, <laughs> right? You know, just teach me like how you you want to do yours, right? And we'll have this trial and end process or trial trial and error process and you know trial phase if you want me yeah yeah totally you know and uh turns out six months later i'm here looping over eight eight thousand switches and i've built like about 18 keyboards in the process <laughs> and at the same time i've been like just throwing up uh all of the all the builds on like a stream so now i have this like freaking like top down mount and everything i'm like okay great i i'm in this now right so now i'm a semi keyboard building streamer and I'm doing this until I can pay back all of the losses I've inc- incurred in buying like these bunch of keyboards for myself. Yeah, but That's, it's like um, it's actually really nice to have like your own mechanical keyboard. 
Yo, Chris, yeah. show him the keyboard. Yo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture. Picture. Yo, yo, picture. Boom. Yeah, yeah I made that yeah. for Chris. It's top quality. Yeah. Uh, um, it's always it's always cool hearing about people's, like, learning processes, um, mm-hmm. like yours, because this is how I, like, approach, secu- like, cybersecurity also. Like, you kind of, like, just go in this rabbit hole, and you're, like, you do this, and it's, like, oh, shit, I need, I need to do this, and you, like, go bounce back and, like, just learn different stuff. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, like, wiggle your way, and you kind of come up with something. And that's always... um interesting in like my uh how i approach like just learning something it's like people ask like how do you learn this like just do it <laughs> just yeah yeah honestly <laughs> right and like the the especially because like this is like one of those things where it's like it's not like black and white like like there's a certain like quality depending on who builds it right i was like researching so much where i'm like oh yeah you can just pay someone to build it okay that doesn't necessarily mean everyone knows how to build it right and there's like all these various prices and like just to commission a dude to build your board, like first you have to pay their fee, right? Whatever that may be. And then you gotta pay their fee to like loop switches. And you gotta pay the fee for shipping and stuff. I started doing the calculations because I was gonna like build like two or three boards right, for my for me and my family. And then I was just like, if I just take that amount of money that I would commission other people to do it and just do it myself, not only will I save money, I will ensure the quality of the product. Right. Oh. And like this kind of like comes back to like your cybersecurity thing because it's like, like, it's like you're not only are you investing your time and money into the whole thing, right? You're also like learning a skill that can hopefully be like something useful in the future, right? It's like maybe making keyboards I won't, won't be useful, right? But what if like I have like a small electrical thing and I need to like rewire something? Yeah. You already have that soldering background. Soldering iron, right? And it's just like, it gives, makes me like, oh, I'm I'm a mini surgeon over here, you know. It's gonna yeah. do this like real, real quick, right? I'm just like, yeah, right. Um, but in the meantime, it was like something to like kind of pass the time and like during mm-hmm. the during the whole situation. It's cool you got like you just went ham at it though and just learned it. It was one of those like insane things that where I was just like, I'm gonna buy the really expensive thing and just do it, right? Is yeah. like that's like, I don't think that's like logical and i shouldn't approach myself with that but like yeah i mean if it, i do work out in the end yeah, I mean, yeah that's how i kind of feel about with audio just... oh yeah, yeah no no but you, you're doing pretty good right like if i want to be completely honest you know more about audio than i do and i've been like doing like film projects for like eight years or something like that mm-hmm. no, but like after starting this podcast i'm like okay how do i make this better and it's like i'm not gonna worry about like camera or anything right now it's it's probably like mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing is like audio obviously audio for a podcast because that's mm-hmm. what People are mainly watching just to listen to what we have to say. And it's like, I've gone down this stupid rabbit hole. It's like, everything's so expensive. And it's like, I don't don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm saving up money. And like, every time I get a paycheck, I'm like, okay, let's say 90% of this paycheck. And hopefully I have enough to buy (laughs) this piece of equipment in the future. So, I mean... The, the 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 counter to that right it's because like i i kind of like do that sometimes to myself like right now like my process has always been like okay i'm gonna save up when i get that paycheck from whatever commercial i'm doing uh i'm gonna buy a freaking mocap suit because i'm totally gonna get into vfx and like using those like type of programs that require it and i'll do some 3d programming and stuff right but what it comes down to right is just like cost benefit analysis of making these purchases right i feel like where chris is at he like doesn't really need to spend more because I don't think he's completely utilized what he has already, right? No, yeah, no, I'm not like, looking for, like, a better mic, but it's, it's more like, how do I get better at, like, mixing audio? And also, if I do want to upgrade equipment, I don't need, like, expensive, like, obviously the most expensive stuff. It's just, like, even, like, basic entry-level stuff is, like, 
easily like okay let's say for example um a shoot i forgot what it's called it was a audio interface right even mm-hmm. like a like a decent beginner level entry level audio interface for xlr mics start at like 100 maybe 150 i mean like if i want to be completely honest like that's like nothing when it comes to like equipment like this right yeah obviously um, right it's just like it's because if you're looking at it from like oh i'm just a consumer it's like okay yeah that's kind of expensive right he's like why can't i just buy a 20 dollar mic you know it does the purpose right but like i feel like you're at the stage where it's like you're you you can push yourself beyond like hobbyist to like semi-professional and especially with like how the knowledge is so out there and like on youtube like you can self-teach yourself the entire thing and like how equipment has gone up so like improved so well recently it's just it's like you can buy like a crappy camera or a crappy right like like a super entry level camera but if you light the place properly like you just invest in some lights it would look way better than like say like a super high-end like five thousand dollar camera right yeah like techniques like good techniques with anything helps so much so it comes like it comes with like knowledge right and i feel like chris is like at the point where it's just like yeah you you maybe like you you you, you settle down where like your current mic like i even asked you like okay what mic are you using end up getting in mm-hmm. here it is us sharing the same mic right and i i think it's paying off right because we're getting like some some higher quality clear audio right and at the same time you're learning how to take that data and when you're making these podcasts and such is like how do you finesse it to balance out all the audio levels where you know we're, we're, it's comfortable for the listener to do and then if you wanted to right like how you can distort audio and like tell a story with it and such and like mm. you know th- th- there's so many layers to it and i think that's that's like where you shouldn't think so much about spending money into going into it because like you already bought that entry level price yeah yeah right or the, 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 the bought the fee or paid the, the initial paid investment the yeah the yeah. initial investment or to yeah be able to finesse within it but yeah but it's more like if so it's like i'm kind of like planning for the future it's like okay it, let's like for me it was like okay let's think if i decide to grow this in the future like how would i go about doing that like how would i expand mm-hmm. my stuff and it's just like i kind of just like looking at all the stuff like all planning for the future just for fun and like saying okay let's get this and this in the future and I'm just like looking at everything. It's like, yo, some of this stuff goes for ridiculous prices. <laughs> looking at all the toys at once is a, is a dangerous game. Yo, <laughs> like like my my like when I was looking at like just lenses the other day, it's like the lenses in order to improve what I currently have, like I have to spend at least like two three thousand. Yeah, it's like crazy. Right? It's like just yo. for like one lens, right? And then like like if I want to like upgrade my camera to be like a semi professional cinematography, um uh camera base it's like like five to ten thousand dollars oh yeah right and i'm just like it's like maybe i'm good with dslrs (laughs) maybe let me optimize my use of dslrs before i touch that hardcore territory but like ask me six months ago do you if i think i would have gotten into like audio and like yeah cameras and all that stuff i'd like not man you asked me six months ago if I spend more than a hundred bucks on a keyboard. I'll tell you, no way. <laughs> Wushu Club's like interesting because it's like it's super niche, but then some of the people that you be in there, you end up becoming friends with, or like you can really good friends with them because it's so small. It's definitely like personal, mm-hmm. right? And I say that because it's like 
you become so self-conscious of your body when you're like really, really like diving deep into wushu, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like just like it's a palm strike, right? Yeah. You do yeah, a palm yeah. strike, right? It's just like how precise you have to be. Like first is like this entire thing. Like you need to be as straight as possible, right? If you're mm -hmm. striking, like you almost have to do like a 90 degree angle here, right? And then you look at like the, the freaking hands, right? Like this thing I have with my pinky is like, no, that's a deduction. Yeah. People hate that. You got to freaking clamp it, right? Even like overstretch it. So it's like, okay. And you're just like, okay, I got one pose just for yeah, my hand. Yeah. And, and it's not even dealing with like everything else, right? So it's mm -hmm. like just being like that self-conscious, right? And just having someone be like, Yo, why is your leg bent? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, be deducted. Yo. Yeah. Right. That, that was like, always the the scariest thing with Wushu for me. It's like I, you work so hard this one thing, and someone's like, "Yo, why you look like that?" <laughs> Do you even practice kung fu? Yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing for eight years. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think your story you're telling us yesterday, how um. H pack the H pack committee at UH didn't believe you were practicing wushu. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, um, there's like a when I was filling out like some medical school applications and such, um, H pack, which is like pretty much like our, our pre health advising committee, was like asked, um, they, they required us to put the number of hours, um, uh, for like certain skills. And of course, I put wushu as like that being like one of my you know, hobbies, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, oh, put when you start, how many hours you put in. And normally, like, it's like, okay, you did, like, summer opportunity, right? You put in, like, 40, 80, whatever hours, right? I'm hearing me, like, there's no way I've been, like, keeping notes every single year. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, on average, what do I do, right? On average, it'd be three practices a week, three hours each practice, 52 weeks. Okay, fine. Let's just say 50 weeks, right? So that's already, like, 50 times nine per year, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is, like, what, 450, right? Uh -huh. yep. So you take 450 and you multiply that by like 15 years, right? The number of hours you put that on an application makes you just be like, yo, what? <laughs> right? And they're like, and they're like, hey, man, why are you lying? I'm like, what do you mean I'm lying? Right? This is what I did. Do the math. Here. I even gave yeah. you two weeks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, okay, even if I cut it down, right? Say I only did 40, 40 weeks a year, right? Do the yeah. math, right? It's like, so, so, so it's like really awkward, like on the application, because like you'd see like, oh, 100 hours, 200 hours, 50 hours, freaking like over 9,000 over here. <laughs> Dude, they're just telling you straight up, like, your life is a lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I mean, like, well, when you look at it on paper, and it looks I, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like narcissistic or like you know and like arrogant and stuff. Like sometimes, like when you look at my life on paper, it doesn't make sense. Right? Like, like you're just like, oh, this guy's bluffing. And I'm just like, no, it's kind of the facts, right? Because it's like what I came to is just like, I mean, I, I feel like I did pretty pretty well in school, right? And then going pre med and like all honors classes and such. But on top of that, being like a U.S. representative and like going like on world competitions, I've been training this like one thing for like 16 years or since I was like eight. Right. And then on top of that, then like actually having a social life and then a and then the thing that like to pay the bills is me doing film work. It's just like, oh, this guy's just buffing. It's like, no, I, I have to do film work because that pays more than like your average like job, right? I can't shadow anymore because I don't have the time nor money because I'm getting bills, right? And like I want to be efficient when it comes to studying, right? I don't want to be like 
like if, if I had the opportunity to like just work fewer hours, get paid more, even though it's completely unrelated, and I could spend the rest of the time focusing on the thing I'm achieving, it's like, why don't you take it? Yeah. Right? But the problem is, is when you see a lot of that and it's completely unrelated to what you're doing, how do you frame the story? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a very difficult to explain that until like we're in person and talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So like when you see it just on paper and you like, you, as much as I like, try to like summarize and go to the point at some point, it's just like, yo, this guy is some narcissistic looking ass. Like <laughs> what is this guy doing? It's like, right. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I'm just trying to make do. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's like the one thing that I was like super impressed and like looked up towards you for. It's like you were able to like do a lot, a lot, a lot of shit, but also like go hard into that shit that you went into. Whereas like a lot of people like they would do something. It's like ah, no, it's too hard to give up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I'm kind of one of those weird people where I'm like, if I touch something and I'm like, okay, I'm like slightly interested in like doing this. I'm like, how do you do this professionally? Right, like, 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 just, just, just take the freaking keyboard thing for instance. Right, I did this like less than six months ago. Like, my first instinct was like, how do I build it myself and possibly make money off of it? Yeah, yeah. Right, and in order for me to reach that stage, I have to almost reach like semi-professional status. And uh-huh. then one of the things I found out was there's a lot of flipping in the market. Right, it's like you buy it, you have it, you're for sure going to make a profit if like you can like work your way through like PayPal shipping and how you conversate. Right. And now it's just like, I literally don't see any loss coming from any of these items that people are selling, right? After like, it, it was like me looking at stocks. Yeah, yeah. Right, except for like these parts. And I'm just like, literally like no one's buying or selling these things at loss, right? So it was just like, that's kind of where I like approach it. Like, okay, maybe I could do this for something professionally. But like c- c- coming back to it, it's just like, the downside to doing all that is just like my interest and like my exposure to different things is like, like I don't have a lot of variety, right? Like if you ask me like growing up, it's like, yeah, okay, maybe I did like a few sports in PE. I joined like a few teams, right? Like whatever okay. my middle school had, but like my high school, like there was no sports teams. Hosa, right? I thought you had Hosa. Yeah, 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 I had Hosa, <laughs> which is the Health Occupation Students of America. Pretty much like the pre-med version of like academia, like competitions right mm-hmm. but essentially all i was doing was just like go hardcore at school come back study as hard as I can do whatever stretches and then like friday saturday sunday training right mm-hmm. like every weekend right the downside is like okay i can't necessarily go to the movies with friends unless i skip practice and i have to like debate it's like do i want to skip practice or do i want to like and like hang out with friends or do you want to train and get better right mm-hmm. and it's always been like that balance and i fortunately or unfortunately you know depending on how you see it most of the time chose towards going to practice, Mm -hmm. right? And chose like, okay, I want to like get better and improve and such. Um, So like, if you ask me about like a lot of other things, I'm just like, yo, wushu, anime, video (laughs) games, right? Pre-med, film, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I'm just like, I honestly don't have much exposure of other things, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's one of those things where like, because of the current times I've and having this all this time on my hand, I'm slowly trying to explore these other hobbies and such. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't really have too many regrets in that perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I missed out on certain experiences and such, and I'm going to do my best now to like catch up or like expose myself to what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also like certain things I can never like, go through again and i just have to accept those things as like mm-hmm. what i had to sacrifice to 
achieved the things I currently am involved in and how far it's gotten me. Mm-hmm. It's like never did I know when I was growing, you know, going through school that like my my dedication to wushu and like refining it has become my main line of income. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um as I strive to try to be this like physician, you know, in, in the coming years. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what it came down to was like, there's one time, like I was in high school and I was talking to my dad and then, because I was just like trying to explore the possibilities. Right. And he was just like, it essentially came down to if you were offered Harvard medical school and the NBA at the same time. Yeah. Right. Which one do I choose? Mm-hmm. right or like and his was, or, or he asked me that question right and i was just like um not sure and he's just like well i would advise you as as me being you know my dad's a doctor and he's just like as your parent i would advise you take the nba yeah right? I was not the NBA. NBA, right <laughs> because the nba won't wait for you mm-hmm. but medical school will in a yeah. way right because yeah. we're fortunate enough in the medical system or in the American system about like if we do have a change of heart, if you can down the line, come back to it. right? Like like yeah. like if I have the dedication and the time and the effort to go through it, even when I'm like forty, yeah, I can find my way to medical school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, there are even stories of like people being like 60, 70 going through medical school. Of course, right? And it's just mm-hmm. like that, that, that's like one of the like awesome things about America, right? Or it's just like that you aren't really denied because of your age, right? It's just yeah. like, it comes down, it's like, you're not, it's not like those societal rules where it's just like, hey, you're past 20, you just don't even think about it. Yeah, right? yeah. Unless it comes to like physically demanding type things, right? Mm-hmm. Where like age is very crucial. And with movies and stunts being my entryway into that field, I looked at this opportunity when it came down to like me choosing between doing like Mulan versus continuing medical school or continuing my pursuits towards medical school. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I can put a hold on medical school and that pursuit because I'm looking at this once in a lifetime opportunity of working on the live action Disney funded production of a movie I've always looked up to when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then most recently, like I worked on a commercial where it was just like, I got to like, the, the, the concept was kind of like, um commercial for their products but they were like fighting like monsters and such similar mm-hmm. to how like megazords fight in power yeah, rangers yeah. so like they had like a their version of a of a, the megazord right like almost like ultraman right so it's just like in a way i was able to live out my dreams of like being a power ranger in this like most recent advertisement they're like like the audition was like pretty funny it's just like hey uh did you you know you, you know these series like power rangers ultraman i'm just like I've seen it, and in my, inside, I'm like, yo, man, I'm about to do all the poses. Morphing time, you know, right? Like, all, all that stuff, right? And then and then they just ask me one thing after the next, and I'm here just, like, pulling out as many wushu combos as I remember in my life, which is like, okay, as long as it's something different, you know, I got my southern style here, got my my northern style here, got all the mantis, the tiger, like, like crane, like, I don't know, I don't even know crane, I don't even know snake, <laughs> kind of something like this, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> The fucking uh, kung fu hustle where he's like, <laughs> right? It's just like it was. I mean, um, but at least like through that route, right? I mean, coming back to it, it's, um, it's something that I don't think I would be able to do. Say I'm like sixty, right? Yeah. And if I do have a change of heart, 
right? It's like I can have a change of heart, right? Especially like these in these enduring times, it's like it would be like an honor to be an individual to help those who cannot help themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Suffering like these diseases and such. Um, that's why like I'm also still motivated and still try to keep myself fresh. Um, but yeah, it's like I kind of had that like semi Asian parent approval of like, hey, you got these two unique opportunities. <laughs> yeah, do the hella unique one. <laughs> But hey, remember, just come back. Just come back. Yeah. Be the doctor in the end. <laughs> um, Equivalent exchange. Yeah. <laughs> it's always um, interesting where, like, I don't know, just life in general takes people. Cause... Yo, like, like, if you asked me three years ago if I was doing this, I was like, no way. Yeah. There's yeah. no way. Like, like this is this is literally what I was doing, like, when I got into it, right? It was like I just graduated in 2017 from university, mm-hmm. right? And then I was training a little bit. And I was prepping for UWG, uh, sorry, the University of Wushu Games at like Maryland. So it was like a competition that happens every year, like December. And after that competition, I was like, like a week later, I was hit up. It's like, hey, do you have like a, it's like my, 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 my longtime mentor and boss of like, that's in the stunt world. And this guy's just like, yo, what are you doing? I'm just like, I mean, I'm just at home, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like, it's like, are you still in school? I'm like, no i I just graduated it's like so i'm in charge of this like movie project action director (laughs) do you want to like come by i'm just like you mean like 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 do stunts and stuff like i mean i won't put you through that stuff right it's like i'll I'll, like i'll you know i'll show you around like like you expose you i know you have that wushu skill i was just like Mm -hmm. okay sure right it's like you have your chinese like passport or sorry you you have have your u.s passport you know you have a visa i'm like yeah i I could get that ready it's like okay cool Mm-hmm. See you in like you know a few weeks, right? Freaking <laughs> month later, I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm here. I'm here for like, and then you know, it just went on. It's just like, there's no way. I was just like, oh yeah, this is gonna be what I'm gonna be doing for life. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I, I gave it a try, like in like high school slash like college. It's like, oh, okay, let me see how like how the film world is, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, you got some exposure to that when we worked on like um the the kev kev jumbo like yeah yeah mini uh production that was happening in yeah Houston. that was an interesting experience definitely yeah. a memorable one <laughs> but like there's no way i was going to be like oh yeah this is going to be how i like make a living like i was yeah, yeah. i was like like even like i graduated like i'm still thinking even now i'm like okay how do i how do i prep myself because i'm still going to medical school like it still hasn't like solidified in my brain i'm like i'm going to do studs for life and like this film world like this is my career and such so it's like did you guys remember uh, BDA? <laughs> Be dead, dead ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's year, dude. I do remember it. I tried to delete that from my memory because of the excessive usage. <laughs> BDA, man, BDA. Be dead ass. <laughs> Just playing games at BDA. It was freshman year was wild, man. Yeah, There's so much like stuff that happened. We did so much spooky stuff. Yeah, it was fun. I it definitely was like freshman year for me, and I think Chris also was like the most like college college experience that we had. Yeah, it was like the closest mm-hmm. thing we got to like the actual college experience. I mean, and, like, and it wasn't like a normal college experience. It was like a very unique college experience. <laughs> it was like. It's not like we're going out to parties and like it was like drinking underage. No, yeah, it was just like us being like, "Yo, it's like ten thirty. I'm tired of studying. 
you want canes? <laughs> we're just like, yo, let's go canes, right? And then like, we look over, like we just all finished practice, and we're like, hey, y'all want canes? So it's like impromptu, like 14 people just driving up to canes, like, yo, give us that five pack or you know yeah. the, the five the five chicken tender pack the carnivorous Carno- <laughs> yeah. or what, i don't know what the box order is yeah i don't remember um, it was just yeah, really um sporadic, sporadic or yeah. um, or like we're just all like yo you guys just want to get yeah. like china star right and just like <laughs> freaking like the entire like wushu class like right after like training you just all go to like the local chinese restaurant on campus and we're just like just trolling on each other we're just like Yo, man, you can't say any crap about me. You can't even touch your toes, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> it like was... roasting people. It hey, man, really why are you standing when you do mabu? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> people it was like, 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 you know, because because I was like the coach, and I hear some people they're like, "Oh yeah, let's party!" Or oh, yeah, I have so much energy. I look at them like, "Yo, why you have so much energy? Well, why didn't you spend that energy in class, man?" Yeah. <laughs> and just like just like calling them out and stuff. It, it was fun. UH Wushu has been definitely like a super positive experience for me. Um, Same. Like, I, I think even with like the Kev, the Kev Jumba thing, like looking back, it was just like kind of crazy. Cause like this, this is the guy that like I watched so much when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, Cause like I went to like, see, I, I live in Cedar Park. There's not that many Asian people here. So like I, I watched like, like Wong Fu, Kev Jumba, Chani, you know, like some sort of like connection. The, the Asian YouTuber OGs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like fast forward like many years later, like college. And it's like, hey, yo, you want to like do this Kev Jumba thing? Like the hell? <laughs> it was like, I remember first getting in contact with them. It was just like, I was like kind of involved with like the UH um, film community. Mm-hmm. Like I was like trying to, trying to do something, right? Because it's like, it's like the same way how we were talking about earlier, but like you're doing this craft, you go hardcore by yourself, right? But you don't really have that many peers who see eye to eye with like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was hoping to find someone there, right? And apparently, like through like my work ethic and such, it's like apparently my name got passed around. Mm-hmm. So I was like asked to have a meeting with him at like like the temple that he was like associated with at the time, mm-hmm. right? Um, probably is still, but you know, anyways, like so I get I finally like see him, right? Like me and my friend, because I uh we like drove there, right? And I didn't have a car at the time, so I'm just like there sitting down. And then like he's just like, "Hey, yeah, um, I need to make this errand. Um, can I just like you know? And I know we're supposed to have a meeting. Uh, can we just like drive there together? I'll just like be in your car. I'm like, oh uh, yeah, sure, right? And then like he, you know, and it was like, oh hey, and I'm here like trying to like keep my cool, right? Because like I was just like, you know, similar to you, just, I watched this guy growing up. He's one of my favorite YouTubers and stuff, right? And then, like, we're in the car, and he's, like, he's trying to, like, pitch us the, the concept. He's, like, yeah, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys see my channel. Like, yeah, I, I've seen a few videos. Right? I heard, you know, heard about like, you. I, I heard about it. He's, like, yeah, I was doing, you know, he lists a few of his, like, movie projects, right? Like, one of them was, like, Green Dragons or something like, uh, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's, like, yeah, there's a scene uh, in that movie. And I kind of, like, you know, it's, like, I was playing this character, and I died a bitch. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, I think I think I remember watching that movie, and like instantly, like in my in my mind, I'm like flashbacking like the, his death scene because like he dies in that movie, he's just like getting shot, like, cool, cool, cool. And I'm just like, ah. right? And then I look at him, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take a look at the clip like later on, you know, and we could talk about the ideas. I'm like doing my best, to, like keep my cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think the worst part is like when you meet a celebrity and like they're actually trying to have a legitimate conversation with you, but you're just like. And he just like turn on fan, but I can totally see his perspective. Like being like, I'm 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 trying to have a conversation with you, man. Yeah, you're just like idolizing this version of me, this online presence I have, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like you know, from that, 
it eventually got to like you know the show that like I was having like that we were organizing with you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to like even now like here and there like we're talking right yeah, and it's like yeah. we're like pretty pretty good friends now it's yeah just, it's, it's, it's funny how it evolved from like yeah. a, a warship <laughs> semi type <laughs> thing on YouTube to like yo what's up homie yeah yo, you play some games. <laughs> Because like I remember like telling my cousin about it, like after we just did it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I just like worked with Kev Jumbo." They're like, "What? <laughs> Stop lying!" Like, oh. Yeah, I was like, "I don't know." It was like we just, just did it, and I, it was like, really, it was really cool. It's just interesting how like life has like taken me and stuff, and like now here I am back in Houston, just you know doing it again, freaking yeah. streaming on my keyboard thing. <laughs> hey, this is it's... um how we're gonna start the streamer house. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, okay. Dude. Gonna talk about this streamer house yeah, idea. Sure. Let's, let's talk about this Dude, I hate, house I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> streamer house. Okay, so it's like Kaiser. Like one day he's just like, "Yo, let's like kind of talk about making a. Let's like imagine we actually make a streamer house and let's like semi seriously talk about it." And yeah. Okay. 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 Th- 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 okay. Take th- take a step back. It, it wasn't purely like I just out of the blue was like that. Like you guys would always joke. It's like, oh yeah, offline TV, offline TV. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna work together. Oh yeah, imagine like we're like living together. And then like one day, because like you guys were joking about it for like two or three weeks straight, I was just like, fine, let's just like do this mental experiment. Wait, what? I've never even do? heard about this joke before then. No, well, I mean, no, this because like it, it'd be like yo streamer has oh yeah uh yeah with collab yeah. oh we're gonna all be streamers like it was like that kind of like mentality okay. yeah yeah right and I was just like fine let's go with it right what if we did it like for real like we gave it like a good like year or two like invested how do we go about it right and then that's when we were just like yo 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 chill 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 but at the same time I'm like okay no 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 like let's try it what would you do. Right, and then like that's where like that ended up happening, and we opened up the freaking like Minecraft server, and then, literally the first thing we do is like make like a streamer house, right? But it ends up turning into like an office-looking corporate building, so it's now like a streamer office. <laughs> it's not even a finished building; it's just there. It's just like a huge block of cobblestone, <laughs> a real corporate house. Yeah, with like two waterfalls, like one one water waterfall waterfall on the right, and then a freaking lava waterfall on the left. Because I was like, "Yo, we need some light. You need to be lit." <laughs> like the only thing we use it for is as a landmark when you get lost. Honestly, though, but like it's it's saved us so much, right? We're just like, "Where are we?" Oh, streamer has okay. We need to go this direction. <laughs> no, but like that's actually when I started streaming is after you start talking about the streamer house, like. But 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 you were also like I think you were like first two episodes into Peanut Brain, mm-hmm. um, and then like you actually like talked to me about like, oh yeah I'm gonna actually like try during this like mini gap year of yours right, um, if you you know in your free time right. I was more leaning towards like YouTube and like the, just the podcast. Yeah, but like you were already like playing games with us with the same amount of time. It's like mm-hmm. me and like another friend was just like, yo, why don't you just like stream it? Yeah. <laughs> It's like we're both streaming it right now, and you're just like, okay, right? <laughs> like you started. It. I hate it. Streaming, streaming is fun though. Like when, whenever you get like a a viewer to come in and they like they're chatty. Yeah, it, it's pretty fun. I remember Chris had a run in with you before he even went to college. Oh what? Like, what uh, yeah, didn't was it when you're signing up for classes? No, that was Ryan. Oh, that was Ryan. Yeah, when he was uh. Oh. Getting- uh, he was getting like <laughs> scheduled advice from the honors college. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kaiser yeah, yeah. was there helping. 
Oh, I remember this. And then, oh, he, and then I think you said something along the lines of like, "So what are you majoring?" It's like bio. It's like, do you like plants? He's like, no. It's like, then don't be a bio major. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can. I don't remember being like that hardcore. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, like it was kind of like, hey, you're gonna do this major? Why? Yeah. Right? No, it's because, like, honestly, like, when, when you become a bio major, right, what are your routes? For instance, you know, let's just take that example, right? Mm-hmm. You could do, like, botany, right, and that type of study. You could do hardcore research. You could do pre-med, right? Mm-hmm. And you could do teaching, right? Outside of those, like, there's very, very few applications in comparison to, like, say, like, a business degree or, like, say, like, uh, a language degree and, like, all these, like, other yeah, um, for sure. widely applicable type of things, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, me and my, like, less mature not really knowing how to like ease people in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm being like, oh, you're a, bi-. and like, I was also like still a little salty too, because I'm like, you know, going through school, I'm a little like burnt with the whole like, okay, to get into medical school, I have to be the super soldier where I'm like, I'm getting all A's and everything. I'm doing like, you know, these 50 hours of research and everything every week. And then on top of that, then I have to do all this MCAT, you know, like the list goes on and on and on. And then they're like, hey, do you have a social life too? Right. He's <laughs> like, that, that's pretty much like the application, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so when these individuals come at me with like, hey, I want to be a bio major, right? And I, like, I also, like, I, I have to battle with myself. I'm like, I could give in, just let them be, not let them know what's up. Mm-hmm. Or I could kind of give them the hard truth of like, hey, if you're doing this because of your parents, that's cool. That's okay. I understand. I sympathize. But at the same time, I don't want you to rage hard when you do get the degree and you can't do anything else with it. Mm-hmm. If you choose not to go that route, right? Yo, 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 chill, chill, Chris, chill, Chris. You found your way. That's what peanut brain's for, okay? That's big brain plays, right? You say peanut brain, but it's big brain within the peanut brain, okay? So biomages is like one of those like very, very constricting ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like if you really don't like like that type of biology side, it's just like you can't like apply it like say with a chemistry degree, right? Mm-hmm. With like the different types of like routes of research and like possibly engineering, like the chemical reactions that go into everyday society. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like you're kind of stuck in like some type of research route. Um, so I think that's where like me being like hardcore, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yo, you like plants? You don't like plants? Maybe you should think something else, right? Because like a big a big component is like that. I'm I'm just trying to remember like what's my logic flow. I'm not even remembering the event. I remember I got a complaint, so I had to go to the <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I got I got a complaint, and the complaint was. I was called to like one of the the honors advisors, like uh, administrators, I guess, right? Yeah. And like, hey, we had a complaint that your advising was aggressive. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, how, right? Can you give me some more context? They're like, yeah, you weren't really giving the individuals a choice with their classes. And I was literally like, well, I do remember advising like four or five students, right? Mm-hmm. And they literally told me, hey, I don't want any classes before 11 o'clock. <laughs> And they have to finish by three. And these are all my classes. And I'm going to finish all of them and not have weekend classes. I'm just like, there's only like three options. Yeah. Like, of course, I'm going to be like, you can't do anything else. Because there's literally no choice. It's just like, do you want to have chemistry first and then bio? Or you want bio first and then chemistry? It's like that (laughs) type of choice. It's not really like, oh, yeah, let's explore like theater arts. And then, you know, possibly like, no, this is like freshmen coming in classes with like zero AP courses, mm-hmm. right? So you got to take all the basics. You can't be There's that picky. No, 
there is no there is no variety right I'm, because they, they they were like hardcore like i don't want to wake up after after 10 or before 10 o'clock you know it's against me i just want to like have a college life and i'm just like okay cool i can make that happen i look at the little list i'm like this is your choices <laughs> right it's like yeah, it's like half a choice like, right it's like and they're like what choice right and it's like well i mean i did my best and this is what's available. And if you want to think about it, that's cool, all right? Just letting you know, all these 300 other students that are right behind me are also picking classes and might be picking the same exact class you're picking. So yeah. they could take your slot too. Mm-hmm. So no pressure. Just giving the facts. Yeah, you know, put yeah. out there. Don't blame me later. Yeah. Right? So I was like telling this advisor these things and they're like, well, maybe you should like take like a softer approach. And I'm just like, hey, I know the struggle as a student. Question is, is soft approach or get my classes? I'd rather get my classes, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll take the L. You know, I'll take the complaint. I'll take the complaint proudly, right? <laughs> and then that student can thank me in his next life about getting his freshman classes on time, where he doesn't have to take another gap year because he couldn't get chemistry in his first semester. I'd rather be at a school that isn't hella prestigious, mm-hmm. but like heat with my personality. Like, people, like, look at you. I mean, at least, like, when we were going in, right? I felt like that was always, like, the school where, like, oh, you're not good enough, so you end up there, like, type of school, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, oh, you didn't make it to Rice University, or you didn't make it to all these Ivy Leagues, and you didn't go to state school. Mm -hmm. I looked at it as, like, I mean, approaching as, like, a a, a pre-med, right? I was just, like, I'm in Houston with the biggest medical city metropolis in the world, right? Uh I have a ton of connections in terms of, like, all these shadowing opportunities that I've been gaining, from and the research opportunities from like high school, right? Mm-hmm. UH has the uh, facility and resources and education in order to excel me in these like undergraduate education. And on top of that, it's not my final destination for education, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm going to pursue another degree in or further education. And on top of all that, I get to stay home. They pretty much pay me to go to university, right? Mm-hmm. And I get to continue my wushu career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, when I whenever I would meet like all these like you know, the, the judgmental, like, Asian yeah, yeah. parents. Like, oh, yeah. you, you go to UH. Oh, yeah, it's whatever. Like, I almost feel bad sometimes, right? Of, like, me kind of be like, boom, resume. Yeah. This is how this is how much I'm involved in, right? Because it's like, sometimes it's like I'm being defiant. Mm-hmm. Because, like, sometimes, like, you just need to, like, bow your head and, like, take it, right? Like, you know, show your respect. And then, like, the mini, like, American in me being, like, it's just, like, I feel very wronged in the situation, so I need to stand up for myself. Yeah, yeah. Right? Flex real quick. Yeah, it's just like, let me just like, wushu and GPA, right? Just don't like, mind just stretching. <laughs> just like, you just see over there, my degree. <laughs> yeah. And, but like, it, it's even worse was like, like, I okay, I only, it's like self-defense, uh, face value. Yeah, I like, yeah. like they usually call it like mienzo. It's like, it's like your like your reputation mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever I see this like Asian parent and they're trying to like brag on their child, I'm just like, oh, is this my cue to activate my trap card? <laughs> right? It's like, yeah. oh, you want me to go there? You want me to diss your kid in front of you? Right? <laughs> is that way you are challenging me? Mm-hmm. It's like I shall accept the offer. I shall accept the challenge. Only if you strike if you if you try to bluff on me three times, like I kind of give them a chance, right? I'm just like, oh yeah, 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 okay, cool, cool, cool. But like, if I see them like trying to like drill on me, 
right? And then, like, like I was like, oh, nah, man, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to flame you. Yeah. I will make the child feel like he hasn't accomplished anything, right? Like, because it's like, I know what ends up happening is because these people, like, these are, like, the chatty types, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, they say that, they yeet on you, and they tell all the other parents. I'm like, no, I'm going to stop that right now. I want no drama. You want to know what I'm about? Boom, all right? Take all my information and try to criticize me from there, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, you still go to UA school. I'm like, yo, I'm not the one in like $200,000 in debt, yeah, right? Yeah. Take a step back. I still got medical school to pay for. I saved that $200,000 debt for that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't even know what I want to do. You want to become a hardcore podcast streamer and be Rice Chrisley in the house? <laughs> Actually, that's why I changed my Instagram handle too. Wait, oh, really? did you seriously change it? I, I changed it to Rice Chrisley. Yeah. Oh, he's already accepting, self-fulfilling. Okay, okay. So, so, I don't know. Do, do you want to share the story of that? Or you want to, like, chill on that? Okay, I guess we can share it since... Yeah. So, pretty much, um, <laughs> when I started streaming, Kaiser came up to me uh, one night. Well, he didn't come up, but we were just talking about it. He's like, yo, you got to start, like, working on your branding. Are you going to stick with Chrisley? Or are you going to do, like something else and he's like okay if if you want crispy part of it let's think of like different things or like what sounds good it sounds like crispy uh, right no okay let's take it a step back right it's because like you, you were kind of like approaching me it's like hey i'm gonna like actually like give this a try like with your youtube right and i was just like i was letting you know it's like if you're gonna actually give it a try you need like be hardcore with it right because like especially with our current like hyper saturation of like Streamers, social YouTubers. media influencers <laughs> twitch people right youtubers yeah. right like, you really have to like Lay out your foundation mm-hmm. and do it right, right? Um, otherwise, like, you're just wasting your time and it's just spending it, right? So it came to branding and like you just had like Chris Lee, which is pretty much like your name, which is like nothing's wrong with it, right? Mm-hmm. I was just like, do you want something catchy? Or like do you something, like, want something where it's like it has an image there, right? Because like we were also talking about like, is your channel going to literally become Peanut Brain or is it Peanut Brain just one of the things you do within your channel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then like... You know, you're just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, okay, fine. Let's brainstorm, brainstorm some ideas, right? And I'm just trying to like, you know, do all these like kind of funny, catchy, but still relatable to him. So then then I'm just like, okay, Chris Lee, crispy, rice crispy treats. Yo, what's up? That crackle rice crispy in the house. Right. right. Oh, so rice crispy <laughs> itself doesn't sound bad, but the thing that made me hate it is the mascot that Kaiser draws for it. <laughs> Okay, so well, it's like we, two in the we'll morning. Just have it, we'll just have it here. Insert image here. <laughs> Insert image here. It's two in the morning. Kaiser opens up paint and he draws like a rice box and he puts like an oo face on it. <laughs> right? And I was just like, oh, it needs some color. Let's put some color. It just like becomes like red and blue is like the freaking like um, color design for it. Cause I was just like, is purple and blue gonna work? It's like, no, let's go red and blue, right? And then, and then I was like, yo, this is your logo. It's kind of cute. It kind of is it, simple, but you know, you, right? And you kind of like, you, you're like, ah, I like typeface. So I was like, let's do it. Rice Krispie in a rice box. For something that was drawn like so late at night and in paint, it was pretty good. And I kind of hit the fact <laughs> that it was that good. Dude, those were <laughs> the best ideas come out though. <laughs> yo, you already know. Might come out either when I'm on the toilet or in the shower. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, too, because, like, you're, like, super, like, against, like, Rice Krispie. And then, like, one of your friends, like, mentions it. Dude. <laughs> I hate... Okay, so 
my other friend, no relation to to Kaiser, to never, any of us, never even heard yeah. uh, Rice Chrisley, and like, I joined Discord one day, and it's like, oh look who it is, Rice Chrisley. I'm like, who told you that? <laughs> it's because it's like after like that night when like that popped up. Like, I would just, like, slowly always insert it whenever talking to him. Yep. I'm like, oh, it's Rice Krispies. And Chris is over here and like, shut up. No, no, stop it, right? And then, like, and then, like he's streaming. And, like, you know, oh, I'm not streaming. I'm just, like, talking to him. Oh, hello. Oh, what's up? Oh, and he's, like, he's about to go. It's like, okay, Rice Krispies signing now. Rice Krispies going. And I'm just, like, pitching the name, like, accepting the idea until he, like, accepts it. I'm just like, it's going to stick. Yeah, it's going to seeds. Like, bro, one of them's gonna grow eventually. I, I, yeah. I meet you halfway. I'm not, I'm gonna keep Chrisley, but I'll change my Instagram handle to Rice Chrisley. No, 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 not full, full way. No, 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 no. You wanna be semi serious? You gotta commit where it's like everything's Rice Chrisley or it stays as Chrisley. No, semi serious. I meet you halfway, semi. No, 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 it doesn't. That's not how branding works. That's not how brand, that, you can't just be like, okay, over here we got MD Anderson, we just got Anderson. It's like, nah, too different, too different. <laughs> Hey right. man, MD Anderson Library. <laughs> Yo, let's not talk about that 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 area of that that's 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 anime training grounds, okay? That's <laughs> that's that's training art for me, okay? I would like be there until closing every day. Let's and, for the uh, last the last uh, portion of this podcast, let's talk about fucking if aliens were to visit, would they be the kind to wreck us or give us technology being like a um, symbiotic relationship <laughs> with symbiotic relationship with them between like humans and aliens like where they give us research and then we like give them what we know type of thing i mean seeing how we've been dealing with this virus i would assume that they'd wreck us yeah. <laughs> they just watch us to be like okay do we even want to touch that like we could get infected ourselves. Okay, yeah. wait, is it the aliens that find us first, or do we find them first? The aliens find us first. Like they make first contact. Okay, so chances are, since they found us first, they, their technology is like way ahead of ours. Yeah, yeah. And we take like the premise of like Star Trek, where it's like you don't mm-hmm. give technology to like primitive civilizations. Yeah, prime directive. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they would infiltrate us a little harder and like see how we like interact with certain things before mm-hmm. like exposing themselves. But assuming yeah. that. They're already at the stage of like exposing themselves and they learned about our society. Then that begs the question of like, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to make this contact? Right. Yeah. It's like you're trying to invade us. You're just trying to expand worlds. You're trying to, because like if they're trying to just like expand and like connect, it's just like, are they coming from this like hyper idealistic standpoint of like, we're just doing it to expand the network of the universe? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to get some resources over here? Yeah. Right. And then, if it's like a trade agreement, it's just like because they're technologically advanced, you're kind of creeping into like Columbus territory and it's kind of getting spooky. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. So the, the, that's where like something like that is like actually really scary to think about. Yeah. Because it's like if you even just study human nature, we're just so violent. Mm-hmm. Right. And even if we weren't, right, it's just this kind of like you have to really hope that this different species is very it's, understanding yeah because yeah. right? like tolerant. the idea of human morale or morality in general for us is based on human morality but like what would like morality of like another species be to mm-hmm. where they see things completely different yeah and, they could be like super peaceful or also like super yeah. aggressive and then they just see like oh it's, it's normal like that's what we do like um, um 
like look at spiders for instance right yeah like you i don't know i correct me if i'm wrong it's like i think there's certain species of spiders where like when they give birth they eat their mother yep. or like the children something mother, like that right? assume like something like that where we look at them like oh that's that's horrible it's like we did it ourselves right mm-hmm. but what if for that alien species that's normal yeah that's ingrained in their life and in their morality that is the just thing to do mm-hmm. right and then and then they try to impose that on us it's like well, well, why aren't you eating your own you know yeah your own kids right yeah so this is like fucking cavemen <laughs> so it's like from a idealistic like understanding point of view it's just like you have your culture we have our culture respect the cultures right mm-hmm. but then like you look at like columbus side right it's just um, like yo y'all are like, like yo, y'all uncivilized culture yeah uncivilized your culture is wrong yeah you know christianity is the only way right mm-hmm. i mean like and like how many hundreds of thousands of years did it take for us to kind of come to this point of like understanding the diversity Mm-hmm. But even now, see how much like trouble we're still having within our own species, mm-hmm. right? Um, so only recently, I would say, like within the past like what two, three hundred years, like slavery has kind of like been like cut out of society, yeah, right? Yeah. And like, even so, it's like it's like kind of still there, right? Like, in if you want to like take it from like a super like third person view, it's like yeah, it's not slavery, but like there's certain like races or society or or groups of communities that are suffering a lot under like certain corporations or laws mm-hmm. where it's like they have to try a lot harder to come out of it. But how much do they have to be of servitude to certain organizations to do yeah, that? Yeah. And it, you can look at that in a very negative way in the sense of like, that is still a form of slavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you also take it even further of like how countries look at each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Utilization of other countries. Right. Yeah. Cause I pretty like America themselves, like we, we see, some countries like, oh no, this is not like correct at all, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't imagine what it would be like with like <laughs> another species. Yeah. Uh, so it's like then, then the perspective is just like, what route are they taking? Yeah. Are they, yeah. Gonna, are they the the UN aid group coming to Earth like, hey, we need to save your planet, mm-hmm. or are they to be like, hey, we're gonna come in here, take your resources, utilize your planet for service, yeet out, mm-hmm. right? It's just like. It, it always interests me too in uh in fucking like sci-fi games like mass effect it's like oh you can have like interspecies like sex but like how, how the fuck <laughs> I, I i was just like okay mass effect i gotta prep myself you know i, I didn't play the game and you're just like interspecies sex it's like, okay I guess, I guess we went there no it's like, that's, like, that's such like a massive like part or like it's not a massive part but like it's, it's like a mass effect thing mass effect part no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and then like because I, I played the game i was like wait how the fuck does this work are we just like assuming all these aliens just got like normal like body parts or something don't uh, think about it too hard yeah yeah i mean like i think the closest relation would be like how accepting are you of bestiality yeah right wait because a minute like, hold up well i mean that that's essentially like yeah, what I, you're I, talking I, it makes sense but it's like i hate that it makes sense i mean the, the only difference is like those guys communicate with each other and are seen yeah. as equals ish, right? While like this is kind of like all these animals are kind of like subservient of humans, yeah, right? Yeah. In a way, because we ended up on top of the food chain. I hate how that makes sense. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the other thought is just like, that's like furry territory. Why that? Like, yeah, it, it could be furry territory. It could be like fucking, yeah. yeah that's why up your alley. I mean, like, I don't know how hard, like, I don't know how serious you are about this topic, you know, so. Um, yeah, I'm, no, it was just like a, a side yeah, thought. Like, like the, the, the ugness of like, how do I approach this question is the equivalent to you asking me like, so what do you think about bestiality? <laughs> yeah, different species. But we like happen to have the same parts and they happen to like lock and key method. Lock and key method? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm triggered. Oh, God. Click clack. <laughs> no, no, no clickety clack. Unlock this pack. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Yeah, I, I, alien interaction probably just be like... I, I just don't see you being that positive, honestly. <laughs> well, I think that's a good. This is a good wrapping up point. Yeah, so. we can just wrap up here. We'll just wait for uh, Kaiser to finish eating his apple. The, um, yeah. So, um, th- thanks for having me on this podcast. I mean, it's been fun. Ho- ho- hopefully, yay! Um, hopefully, hopefully the viewers enjoyed having me here, and hopefully, I'm invited back, and we can yeah, talk. No. It was was, was super awesome talking just about like just random shit like we normally do, but like in a more like just this setting. Um, And I hope people enjoy your stories and find some like relatable content to it or they learn something. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I I can do follow ups on whoever comments, you know, just just leave leave your thoughts in the comments below, you know, and then um, Chris will go through it and maybe on the on the next uh, the next podcast where I happen to come across as a guest star again, then you can uh, bring those topics up and we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll leave your uh, all your handles somewhere on the screen. I don't know where, maybe <laughs> here or there, somewhere. Yeah, but this has been our episode of Peanut Brain. Um, if you've enjoyed the episode, I really appreciate it. Make like and subscribe. <laughs> I really like yes. it if you would share it with a friend, spread the word. Otherwise, I'm Chris. It's Alex. I'm Kaiser. And thanks for watching. See ya. Peace. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty good. (laughs)